I brought out my Bible today so I can preach till midnight. Is that laugh uh, telling me I go till midnight or you're like, or you're like, I'm done. I got my prayer. I'm going home. <laughs> this is one woman with faith. Okay. 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 Hallelujah. Go with me to Luke chapter four. Keep hearing, keep hearing, keep, don't, don't disconnect. Okay. Stay in the spirit. I will, I will not be too long. It depends on your interpretation of it. Go to Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. Today you shall deal with certain things and seal the deal. Today you shall seal what is yours. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's do one thing. Let's just uh, stand up for a moment for this verse. And then I'll read other verses that time you can sit down. Okay. For this one, we'll stand up. People on Zoom, just practice this. Revering the word of God. Um, we do things a little differently. Because uh, we want to provoke the spirit of God differently. You know, um, Jesus said he was the word of God in flesh. That means if the word is being read to you, you're actually reading Jesus himself, right? So we receive the word with a lot of reverence. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. Just bring your whole heart and your focus and we will read it together. Let's do this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Wow. Amen. You can, you can be seated. You all just settle down and we will journey with the word. That verse 21 is so profound what we ended with. Now let's give you the context. Okay. Context is important. Right. People on Zoom. Context is very important. The verse 18 onwards, what Jesus read, it said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight 
to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the lord's favor so you watch what's happening this is jesus context now jesus is started his explosive ministry and he does something he had a practice of going to their synagogues and teaching that means he was well versed with all the scriptures what they read and he was very much with them and he knew everything what was going on in the synagogue meaning he was so well taught in the scriptures he knew where what was and they gave him the scroll of prophet isaiah and what he does he opens it to this particular scripture okay which they all know it's talking about the messiah he opens it to that place where it is talking about him let's pause right there <laughs> we have to go to a place in our life where this book cannot become a religious book i i'll have to take a lot of time to explain it but i'm not going there today is god's voice in all of these pages yes but the ones who are led by the spirit will know which verse from which book the lord is speaking to them now that is a dimension in itself because jesus said the words that i speak unto you are what life and spirit meaning it's not a dead thing it's loaded with life and it has spirit and in another place the, the bible says the word of god is like a double edged sword okay and it says it pierces between the bone and the marrow okay i am no medical doctor but i know it's very deep what it is saying it says it can asunder the soul and the spirit this is the only thing that can go that deep why was the lord emphasizing the word so much which now we have been on this series of why the word of god like this is like the fourth or the fifth fifth time we are talking about it the reason is the reason is for his voice to be attracted you have to have him in you okay i'm going to say it. for his voice to come to you he has to be in you and if he is in you his voice will always locate you now i i i'm using words but i want you to learn and comprehend it his spirit will fall on himself okay Ho hold on hold your thought okay 
for his spirit to move in his way, he should be found in you. Lord, give us grace. So what he did in the synagogue was no accident. He chose the place. He chose the moment where God is speaking through the prophets and to everybody about him. And he locates himself in the scripture. May we find grace to locate ourselves in the word of God. Can somebody say amen? amen. See, there have been generals of God in the past who have done mighty exploits. And there are many. But I want to tell you, God is provoking another generation to walk in that dimension. I'm not talking about just the word, just the spirit. I'm talking about the full deal. I mean, when did... I'm not just referring to you all. I'm referring to everybody. I'm referring to the spirits in the region. When did God say prophets only do this, this and this? When did we start putting a cap on our own self? And it all started manifesting because of religion. Religion in the sense, we started saying, this is how much I can do and I can't do beyond it. And God let it be. Because it's we who put the lids and the caps on us. That's what was the last meeting about. Remove the lids and the caps of your spirituality. Your walk with God. Believe for more. There is more. Now that is why Jesus here comes to the synagogue where he is so known among his own Jews. You know like Jewish religion. You know among his own people he comes and they all admired him for the way he carried himself. They gave him the scroll. He took it. He read it so beautifully. If you, if you read, continue reading here, you will notice they were all so, um, so pleased. They're like, he reads it so excellently. You know, he read it so beautifully. And they were like, wow, everybody's eyes were fastened on him. And then he, he offends everybody there. But before you go there, this is what it says, right? You read in verse 20. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Everybody were like, wow, such a nice young man. Reading such scripture with so much of grace and such eloquency. They were all pleased. And, um, but what he was doing was a prophetic act. The prophetic act was, he was locating himself in the scripture. Do you know you can locate yourself in the scripture? You can. Not by going by saying, I know I have a card which says, when you are sad, you go here and you read it. Now that's again, you made it like a rule book. Are you with me? But when the Holy Spirit takes you to a place and says, this is the axe that will uproot your enemy. And you know, this is the one which will open your blocked or stuck case. Or this is the one that will bring healing. This is the one that will break that chain. This is the one that will give you breakthrough in the face of your enemy. And he brings you to a place and it becomes a prophetic song in you. And becomes a declaration out of your mouth. Then what's happening? 
you are no more going by saying you know where is this no you are you are led by the spirit to that place by his spirit which has located his word in you and you are functioning like him are you all still with me yes. are you all getting this come on people on zoom are you getting this are you still with me so jesus started his ministry this was the first times where he actually begins to provoke the whole bunch of people this is a very famous scripture of the coming messiah he locates his own promise and he reads it and you will notice in that reading three times it said proclaim 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 did you see that proclaim good news to the poor proclaim liberty to the captives recovery of sight and set at liberty those who are oppressed proclaim the year of the lord's favor and what was he doing he located himself and he proclaimed about himself i'm giving you a key if you can find yourself in the scripture through the spirit without the spirit then you will find something like a textbook okay but through the spirit if you can find yourself and you proclaim it then the spirit will land on it keep that in your mind okay but why the spirit will land is here the key is here and he everybody is looking at him he says today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing listen what he did was craziness do you get it now people after that old testament for 400 long years there has been silence right in you see that new testament old testament after all of that they're writing about jesus the son of god everybody is just waiting for the messiah he shows up and he says this is written about me and he says today this prophetic word is fulfilled in your hearing Oof. everybody say fulfilled so there has to be somebody to speak and to proclaim what god is saying about them and there has to be another individual or a person to capture what god is telling about them and what god is speaking about them when this the spoken word and the receiving word happens the spirit begins to land that is why proclamation proclaiming is so important that is why he proclaimed and he said this has been fulfilled in your hearing meaning the words that are spoken over you you have to first of all accept it accept it understand it nurture it and believe in it until it bears fruit in you it's like the sower with the seeds right so it is so important that you find somebody that proclaims what god is saying over you and you are also in the place to receive what he is saying over you amen amen so i liked 
the healing testimony she said something she said somebody had to declare it over her and she had to receive it even though she was praying even though she was praying diligently now what she did not know behind the scenes was when she was praying god was provoking somebody who was carried by the spirit to come and proclaim the same thing over her and then she said amen and she received it you see the mannerism of how the holy spirit works so when she did that the spirit of god touched her and she was healed now any time you pray god will always send somebody to speak over you and release his words of life over you but when that happens what are you going to do is very important it is only fulfilled in your what hearing actually all the matthew mark luke john so much of writing wouldn't have been necessity if the people got it in that first go he clearly said i am the guy whom you have been waiting for it is fulfilled i am here take me they wanted to push him off the cliff that day itself and they took him the bible says they were so admiring about how beautifully right the moment he offended them in the flesh they took him actually the bible says um they were filled with wrath and they took him to the end of the cliff to finish him off that day the day he said i know who i am i'm the son of god they wanted to end his life right there hey i know it's finds very funny but can i tell you maybe we don't go to the extent of uh, pe- people like that throwing off jesus from the cliff but have we stopped fulfilling what god is speaking to us because we don't hear listen i i want to push you i want to push you in the right direction why can't you and i come to that place where the promises of god don't remain as promises but can we come to the place where we say fulfilled is that not the real goal some of you kalaboriantolo brokosik have bank accounts of promises kept I'm not making fun of you. I understand how it feels. But you're waiting for everything to be fulfilled. Between that promise spoken and fulfillment, there is that layer of you hearing what is being spoken of you now. You have to come to that place in the prophetic ministry where some things can be in you okay i don't know god is taking us to a deeper topic um some of you if you didn't follow all the four you know like what we were trying to teach this could feel hard but you can revisit and you will this will make sense there are things god has put in you okay 
and you will realize them as a promise later in your life. But for it to be fulfilled, there are certain paths you have to journey. You have to become partners with the Holy Spirit. Okay, one more time. This is, this is ouch, but I have to say it because I don't want, can I, can I, can I say this? Please encourage me, okay? People on Zoom, I don't want us to sit with promises after promises. 2022, I got this much. 2023, I got this much. I don't want that. As much as prophecies have been said, I want us, I'm including you in my journey, to move to the place where we say it is fulfilled. Is that not the real goal? That was the goal of Jesus too. He came and said, this is what? Fulfilled in your hearing. And they took, to, took him to the cliff. And he said, this will not be fulfilled unless I walk through them and he escaped there. When God made you, when God made you, I'm giving you a truth which the enemy suppresses in everybody's life. I'm giving you this truth. It might sound simple, but it is not simple. When God made you and me, he put in you, I'm talking about you, okay? Everything that you need in this life to be a winner. This is not motivational speech, okay? He put everything that you need as ingredients because he's a master maker. Let's get, let's get our God right, okay? No identity issues with God, okay? When he made you, by the way, none of you were decision of your parents. Get it? None of you were planned by human beings. You were planned by God. Can somebody shout an amen? Karab, yes. Koban, open your mouth and pray for 30 seconds. Lanto, Brokosi. People on Zoom, I want you to pray right now. We are, we are crossing over somewhere. Because as I'm, I'm about to enter an area to give you some truth and I'm seeing certain spirits that fight you already rising up. They shall have no more claim over you in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you are made by God and not by them in the mighty name of Jesus. Can somebody shout an amen? Can somebody receive it? Can somebody release your warfare and say, I am made by God and not by human beings. You are not a mistake of your parents. Come on, somebody. I want you to receive this word. You're not a mistake of a man or a woman. You are designed... You are wonderfully, fearfully made by your heavenly father. He thought of you, he imagined you, and he pushed you out into this world because he wanted you here. Can somebody shout an amen? This truth can look as simple, but it is not. Your life rises and falls on this. Do you know that? Because in you... Everything that is needed for you to be successful is already put inside of you. It's like you make a cake, you know, you make a bread or whatever it is. All the ingredients are already put or else you wouldn't produce a cake, right? The same way when you were made, everything that was required is already put inside of you. You can say, then why am I not successful in this area? True question. I'm not denying the fact. That is because the ability in you 
has not manifested. Okay? You with me? Come on, are you with me? When God made you, he put all the talents you need in you. You can come 15 years or something and say, this is my talent, I've cultivated it. Hey, the ingredients was put in you before you were even formed. You see where I'm taking you? You will just realize that you're good at it. And you can do, you know, maybe some can sing better. And they say, I am talented in this. And I have, yes, that potential was already put inside of you. But you realized it by revelation. I'm taking you somewhere. You realized it by revelation. And you said, I have an ability to do this well. And then you wanted to work on it. You became more skilled in it. And then you're saying, oh, this is amazing. But hey, he put that in you in the first place. Why I'm saying this is because there are other things which you don't like. But what happens if those ingredients and abilities God has put shut inside of you, hears the voice of God and begins to manifest? That is when success will follow you. You're all looking at me saying, how do we connect this in the Bible? Let me give you this. David. I keep going to David. I don't know why in this season I'm going to Moses, Joshua, David. Do you know why God made us study about certain people's life? He's showing his mannerisms with how he deals with human beings. Same context. If you look at the New Testament, you will not see anything about the life of Paul. It's all hidden away. Life of Peter, hidden away. You just know Jesus called and then there is no details of them. There is a reason. From today onwards, can I give you one key which has really helped me? Can I give it to you? Yeah. Read the Bible as if one big letter from the Lord. Don't, don't divide it. Don't chop it. Don't get into any traps. Just open your spirit and your heart and say, God, you speak to me from wherever. I'm ready to hear you. He will speak to you from any corner of that word. But you have to open up yourself. You know, the moment you remove certain things, remove this, you discard this, you're actually not allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to certain areas of your life. But may it be that today onwards, you'll allow every area of your life to be spoken by God. Okay, now coming back to David. Was that a powerful revelation? You see in the Old Testament, people's life, Elijah said so much. Why should God talk about a prophet's discouragement? Why? In the New Testament, Paul says, it is written to, uh, for our benefit that we understand and learn from their lives. It is for a reason. Don't discard it. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It is given. Moses' weaknesses are shown so much. Why? Because we can learn from it. Okay, David. Ah, David is amazing. Okay? Now, I'm talking about how God made us. Tell me. Please, I want you to really get this. Hear me. I'm going to go a little more slow. People on Zoom. Did David become the king when Samuel anointed him? Okay. Any more answers? No. Now she's like, <laughs> he, she said yes, and he didn't look that confident, so let me change that. I'm just... I'm just it is yes and no. 
because it bothered me too. Because now I want you to connect this dot. There's no correct answer here. There's no wrong answer either. So please, hear this. This is the reason I'm taking us up of the path of revelation from his spirit. What did Samuel actually do? I'm really questioning these things. What did Samuel actually do? He just said what God told him to say. Correct? Did Samuel make David the king? He actually just said, see, it is true and there is another layer, right? Are you with me? What was Samuel's assignment? To speak as God. Come on, agree with, yes. with me? All Samuel had to do was locate David. And in fact, he didn't even know this was the one. Correct? Are you with me? Yes. He, he's like, oh Lord, this one looks tall and handsome. You know, this is the one. And God said, no. He went one by one. Hey, he really missed six times, okay? Okay, you, you, you don't believe that? He clearly missed. God was like, still this prophet is, I thank God for that grace. Okay, so Samuel clearly did not know who the guy was. He was ready with the oil. He's like, I've come with this jug of oil, it's time. In fact, okay, now I'm just giving you more drama. It's nice to hear, right? Stories are good to hear. In fact, Samuel comes to the town and everybody is like trembling. What are you about to do? And Samuel is like, I come, I come to offer sacrifice to the Lord. And the next thing he does is, God sends him to the house of Jesse. Okay? <laughs> and, and he goes there and he says, bring all your sons. He takes all of them. I don't know why they didn't bring David. In fact, the prophet spent time consecrating them. Hey, it's a big miss, okay? You know, yeah. consecrated them and now finally the final event. And God is like, not this one. Like, God, what, what were you doing? Yesterday I spent all this time. God is like, this is my mannerism. I'll show you something. God was even using that to teach the prophet. He said, you go by what you look at the outside. But I look at the heart. I... You know, every time the Bible says heart, you know what the Bible is talking about? Spirit. Your innermost being. Not the... Dup, dup, dup. No, no, no. The innermost being of you. The real you. The spirit man. God is like, you, Samuel, the prophet, my servant, you're looking at the external. But I look at their spirit. Everybody say, God looks at my spirit. One conference. God is looking at my spirit. So, Samuel goes and first one no, second one no and finally he's like, is there anybody else here? Did I get the wrong address? And God and then the father comes and says, there's one more called David. Here, I'm, I'm taking you dramatically and they bring David and God says, no consecration, no washing, no, no, no religious ceremony. You get it? He came prepared from the field. Come on now. Because God's spirit had already located David in the wilderness. Oh, that's a place you say an amen. amen. He was already located by the spirit of God in the wilderness. Tending the sheep, singing songs, prayer and song, psalm. You know, he was doing that in the field. And he did not have to come and wash, bathe, change his clothes. 
he came and God said, this is the guy, get up and anoint him. And the spirit of God rushed upon David. Wow. He was already consecrated. The moment he came through the door, now God, Samuel is not even asking God, who is he? God is like, anoint him right now. Wow. So now let's pull back, zoom out. So did, now I'm just clarifying this question. So did Samuel make David the king? Now you all can answer me. Who made him the king? Like that you can confidently say, God made him the king. So what was Samuel's job? Then why was Samuel needed? I am taking it. So why was Samuel needed then? What is that? She got it. To proclaim the word. Somebody had to speak over David on behalf of God. You're connecting the dots now? You're connecting the dots? Then why is the gospel being preached? It has to be proclaimed. You got to say there is more. You got to say there is a good news. Even though you're drowning in bad news, God has to send one man anointed by spirit and he has to say, hey, I know your mess. I know your brokenness, but I stand in the name of Jesus and I say, there is good news coming to your life. That is needed proclamation you need somebody to proclaim i want to cancel one thing in our generation where you say you don't need any man and woman of god i'm sorry we still need men and women of god you still need a voice sent by god you know this is how god works god has a mannerism of always putting his voice in one person and making him speak over the other there is the mannerism of God is in a kingdom. It is presidential. He anoints whom he wants. He raises one he loves and he demotes the one he doesn't. He and he doesn't even go by people's opinion. He goes by his own opinion, his own system. It is not like people all gather and tell God this one, this one. And God is like, okay, God doesn't work like that. God's mannerisms are different. So you're understanding my language? I don't mean anything politically. I'm talking the spirit language. God doesn't move on the opinion of people. He moves by the, his heart's declarations. You're getting it? Yes. That is the reason you and I can be so messed up. And the devil, you're getting this full picture, right? Yes. None of us are perfect here. Come on now. Come on, please look at me. Look into my eyes and tell me you're perfect. That is the reason the devil can accuse you 24 bar 7 before heaven, before God and say this is this, this is this, this, this is she did, this is what he did and she, he can be bragging about you in the negative way and God still says, no, I still love her. What if God was democratic like that? He would say like, oh devil, you are right, you know, you are so right. No, no, no. That is why God's system of operation is different. He doesn't go by the opinion of the devil or by the people. He goes by who he is. And that is why, that is why David's anointing poured by Samuel was as good as God pouring his oil and seal of approval over David. But yet it was not Samuel who made him king. It was God's proclamation through Samuel. Now, you're ready to connect the dots. So when did God decide that David should be a king? He had decided, I think, even when he was born. 
he had already put that ingredient in him to be a giant killer he had put an ingredient on him to be the king he had put an ingredient in him to rise up as a warrior to stand up for a nation it was all in him yet david did not know he was sitting with sheep ba 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 and he was like he's like they are singing i'll also sing with them you didn't get the joke you know he was doing what he loved to do until god sends this man called samuel and god says anoint him for what to call his destiny which is locked and shut deep inside of him to the forefront revelation spoken word proclamation calling what is hidden inside of him he had to call it forth and you can say what is the need god had to proclaim it and when he proclaimed it david began to be in it so this is the same thing jesus was doing amongst the jews and yet they got offended with him wow the mannerisms of god and his word and the way he uses his voice through people sometimes can look very offensive you know why you can say god i prayed all these years and nothing moved and you send this one man and he comes and says breakthrough is coming and then everything opens up and you can say god this feels so unfair what what is this it is a mannerism of god why you know i'm i'm teaching you this you got to find a voice that speaks over you and you got to have a ears that hear it and you got to have such a heart which says i've heard it it is fulfilled you push it into completion so in your life i'm giving you a practical teaching many times there will be promises spoken but there is also another voice that comes to bring it to fulfillment you got to get that don't miss it you got to get up and say god i hear it i receive it i accept it i understand it i nurture it let it be so and it has to happen even mary did that mary said let it be unto me fulfillment so everybody lift up your voices and say lord i want to live no promise dormant i'm going into fulfillment in the name of jesus it is the spoken words the amount of spoken words over you that provokes the anointing that is in you you hearing what i'm saying yeah it's the same thing there can be a gideon sitting with fear and doing nothing and the angel has to come find him and say hey you mighty man of valor why you can be sitting with what is required for your breakthrough and still do nothing about it somebody has to come and provoke it out of you and after that word is spoken your rising or falling depends on how much you grab hold of that word and meditate 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 until it becomes life to your spirit food to your spirit and velocity to your spirit <laughs> momentum to your spirit 
until it becomes a command in your spirit. You got to say, no, 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 no. I, you, you got to come so violent that you say, I shut everything. I shut it. This is it. This is it. This. You become so supercharged by what is spoken over you. Now, when you rise up, as I told in the previous day, it is not you rising up. It is the command in your spirit that is raising you up. Can somebody shout an amen? amen. 